From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. मैं रेखा गाड़गे उम्र 36 साल अपने दो बच्चों और पति के साथ पिछले चार साल से माहौल में रह रही हूँ 2017 में तानसा पाइपलाइन प्रभावित लोगों को जबरन घर तोड़ के उनको माहौल में भेजा गया माहौल में जब आए माहौल का घर जब देखा ये माहौल जब देखा तब ये एहसास हुआ कि हमारे साथ इससे बुरा कुछ भी नहीं होता अगर सरकार ने हमें यहाँ पे पुनर्वसित किया है तो इससे अच्छा ये होता कि हमारी बस्ती पे हमारे साथ बुलडोजर चला दिए होते एक तरह से थोड़ा थोड़ा करके मारने की कोशिश है जैसे हिटलर ने गैस चैम्बर में डाला था ये भी एक तरह का गैस चैम्बर है ये इंसानों का कूड़ादान सरकार ने बनाया था What is a few thousand people in a city of 20 million? A drop in the Arabian Sea. A half an hour drive away from the imposing gothic grandeur of the Chhatrapati Shivaji terminus in Mumbai along the eastern seafront will bring you to Mahul. Heavy industries, sewage treatment plants and crumbling tightly packed low-cost housing has transformed this former fishing village into Mumbai's toxic hellhole. in the late 1940s uh, when the city wanted to create some kind of industrial development then the government then identified mahul as most suitable because uh, this island city as we know it today was heavily populated and the far northern suburbs on the eastern side of the city were already occupied uh, by salt pans so they wanted uh, an area which had good access to the sea and mahul already being a fishing village had a deep water jetty so post in the 1940s 50s 60s all major industrial units like bpcl hpcl rcf uh, sealord containers indian oil uh, chemical corporation of india brc which which required access to water and to the sea all were set up there and eventually this kind of pollution driven industry so to say or heavy industry started uh, populating mahul and then that trend continued and it continues even today in in the early up to 2021 My colleague Chaitanya Marpakwar whom you just heard has accessed a 2015 report by the Maharashtra Pollution Control Board which says that the air in Mahul specifically has a higher concentration of nickel and benzopyrene than what is standard or present in the rest of Mumbai. The air here also has significant presence of volatile organic compounds such as toluene, silene, ethyl benzene. Sustained exposure to these air pollutants causes a range of illnesses like headaches, eye irritation, respiratory illnesses, skin diseases, depression of the central nervous system and even certain kind of cancers. Yahan pe jo ghar hame government ne bana ke diye hai usme dhoop kya hai ujala kya hai hum jante nahi ek bhi ghar aapko pure mahol mein aisa nahi milega. कि जिसके घर में दिन का उजाला या फिर सूरज की रोशनी आती हो अलोंग विद इंडस्ट्रियल एक्सपेंशन एंड पॉपुलेशन ग्रोथ हैज अरिजन द नीड टू बिल्ड सिटी इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर टू वाइड इन इट्स रोड बिल्ड ब्रिजेस एंड फ्लाईओवर्स 
the people who otherwise occupy these spaces needed to build city infra projects are packed up by municipal authorities to inhabit Mahal. These displaced citizens with no means and no powerful lobbies to fight in their corner are labelled PAPs, project-affected persons. Among these PAPs are 7,000 families who were shifted to Mahul a few months after the 2008 Mumbai terror attack. These were families who had informally settled around the Tansa pipeline, which is one of Mumbai's biggest sources of water supply. But following the 26-11 terror, Tansa became a high-security zone. The Tansa families, as they are called, were relocated to a cluster of 70-odd buildings called Ever Smile Nagar. My colleagues Alka Dhukkar and Chaitanya Marpakwar spent weeks in Mahul to piece together the story of a people who have been cast away like the city's detritus, forced to live in subhuman conditions, to breathe in rancid industrial pollution, living lives devoid of sunlight and basic civic amenities so that the rest of Mumbai can commute smoother. Residents Pooja Pandit and Kaushalya Jaktap tell Alka what it is like to live in the worst place in Mumbai. यहाँ पर प्रदूषण जो है वो हवा में आपको केमिकल्स रिफाइनरी इतनी बायो प्रदूषित हवा आती है आप सांस भी नहीं ले सकते हैं सांस लेने से ऐसा लगता है कि घुटन हो रही है हमेशा 2400 घंटा एक स्मेल आती रहती है सांस लेना भी दुर्लभ हो गया है यहाँ पर The high air toxins have ravaged people's health in Mahul Sazalka. Then skin diseases they started facing. Then they felt nauseatic, headache, digestion problem. Then they had sleepless nights. Like there are number of problems uh, they said, and respiratory problems also. Kidney damage. Uh, then lung problems. Angaor purna khaji thi. Puna as. पूर्ण शरीरालाच खाजी ती लेडीजला तर पूर्ण पूर्ण शरीर कुठेच नाही सांगायसारखी जागा अशी पूर्ण किनवर ती खुजली होती जरा कुठं हात लावला तर मोठी लोक तर म्हणतात तुम्ही खुजली करता मग तुम्ही आमचे काम करू नका तुला काम नाही मिळत वाचमीनचं काम बघायला गेलं तर तो पण नाही मिळत का तर अंगाला खुजली आहे तुझ्या मग आम्हाला त्याचा त्रास होतो म्हणून ते ठेवीतच नाही ती स्क्रॅचिंग युअर स्किन एम्प्लॉयर विल नोटीस इट अँड ही ऑर शी विल आस्क अर टू लिव्ह बिकॉज वी कॉन्स्टंटली हॅव दॅट इचिंग फिलिंग सो दे सेट दॅट वेन एव्हर वी गो पीपल सी दॅट अर स्किन हॅज दिस प्रॉब्लेम दे विल नॉट ऑफर अस जॉब दे फील दॅट दिस इज कंटेजियस अँड वी आर नॉट एम्प्लॉयबल एनी मोर पीपल फ्रॉम माहोल हॅव टोल्ड मी दॅट वेन वी वेकअप वी go to open the door or window of our house and we smell the toxic air that is everyday's problem and we are fed up of this problem because the lifts are not working so every day senior citizens all or children or women of the house cannot go down to inhale fresh air they have to stay in house on 8th floor or 7th floor they cannot go down so they are living with that toxic air literally there is no sunlight there is no absolutely no sunlight if you go in the afternoon at 2 or 3 you cannot see anything it is completely dark inside uh, the lanes of the building inside the flats because the 
flat, the buildings are uh, built in a such a way that the sunlight will not reach uh, in that flat. So that is another problem. Uh, this uh, Swachh Bharat Abhiyan implemented everywhere except Mahu. Inside the buildings, they said the water is such that if you keep a bucket full of water, uh, in some time you will see line of uh, oil on that bucket and it is not drinkable. So this is true because I saw many people covered water buckets and everything inside the buildings. Even if they have two buckets, they will make sure that it is fully covered so that later in the day they can use that water. In Mumbai, where every four in ten person lives in a slum, the PAP is even further down in the misery index. Chaitanya explains why. Within the slum uh, redevelopment project itself, the PAPs are the worst people. Within the slum dwellers, they are second grade slum dwellers. Because if you are a slum dweller on a regular plot of land, then you are entitled to in-situ redevelopment. That means a builder will come, he will redevelop your slum and put you in a vertical building. And then on the same plot, he will make a new building and sell it. And that's how he is going to cross-subsidize his project by giving you free housing. But the people who are PAPs, they are the worst hit because they are living on footpaths, they are living under flyovers, they are living in, say, two shanties in a park, some four shanties next to a toilet. So they, they are not a unit together. They are completely dispersed everywhere. So they are the worst hit and then they have to end up in areas like Mahul because they are not eligible for in-situ or on-site redevelopment. So BMC said these PAP should be across the city uh, and uh, they called for tenders, but that project became so financially unviable. Uh, the bill was running into 9,000 crores to build 22,000 PAPs. And right now, as you know, there is a massive revenue shortfall because of COVID, because of uh, slowdown in the real estate market. BMC has taken a 4,000 crore internal loan. Uh, so they have decided to halt the project. And in some cases, uh, the people who bid for this project going to raise a bill of about 1.2 crore per PAP unit. So the government is thinking whether it's feasible to give someone uh, who is a PAP a flat worth 1.2 crore. Uh, and then it will be an unfair burden on the taxpayers. So this kind of discussion is happening on what kind of money the city can spend to accommodate PAPs. So there is a large consensus, they say about 30-40 lakh rupees a unit is still okay to spend because you know you have to weigh, right? I mean, uh, how important the infrastructure project is and how much we are spending on the PAP. But 1.2 crore, nobody has agreed to spend that kind of money. But even in the fetid yellow air of Mahul, there is a silver lining. Guided by an indomitable will to survive and thrive, the residents of Eversmile Nagar reached out to Medha Patkar and began a fight back to get out of Mahul and find alternative accommodation. This battle of theirs has led them from protests at Azad Maidan to the streets of Mumbai, from the offices of the National Green Tribunal to the Bombay High Court. Medha Patkar tells us how she got involved in this fight to rehouse the Mahul Paps to more habitable places. You see, displacement has always been our issue of Ghar Bacha, Ghar Bacha Andolan since 2005, especially in regard to the Mumbai's uh, urban poor and also of the National Alliance of People's Movements, which we are a part of. Uh, when the Mahul people came and approached me, we went to the uh, Mahul area and had a public meeting and heard the people 
and then studied the documents and realized that they were evicted in the name of terrorism, likely terrorism, by the people staying next to the pipeline, a water pipeline in Mumbai. Now, that was ridiculous. But since the High Court passed the order hearing a PIL by an elite person, they were forcibly evicted and their 50 to 70 years old houses were demolished in various wards of Mumbai. And uh, thousands of PAPs, other project affected people, were also rehabilitated in Mahul. And these people who were denying to accept a Mahul residence were rehabilitated there. But it was not really rehabilitation, it was just a resettlement. And in an area which was not habitable because of the pollution by the industrial complex, including private sector and public sector companies. And public sector companies like BPCL and FPCL had really objected to that and said that we don't think that uh, habitation should come up in this area because it is highly polluted. Yes, it's a very, very serious situation. And uh, although I'm giving an example of Mumbai, it is not only Mumbai. It is every metropolis and megalopolis that is facing this. And that's because in the overall country level, the inequality is uh, reaching vulgar levels. And that is because those who work hard and uh, invest their hard labor skills, everything, their life, are not really given the due respect, nor do they get the due value for their contribution and investment. Most people who want to move to Mahul were affected by the Kansa pipeline project. So they already had a sense of a community belonging. Because normally what happens in a PAP uh, ghetto, to, so to say, like Mahul, which has got 72 buildings and 16,000 flats, people are coming from all over the place. There is a slum dweller from Crawford Market. There is a slum dweller from a Mulun uh, under the flyover. So there is no sense of belonging. But these people were all from Tansa Pipeline. So they already were from a similar area and they knew that they are together. So they formed uh, a movement of sorts. And uh, because they started protesting and they raised the issue with different uh, political parties at different forums, they got a bit of a traction in the media. Some political parties took them seriously. And then uh, the issue came in where this whole KM hospital did a did a survey, a health survey in 2013. And it showed that there was a really high incidence of respiratory diseases among the people of Mahul. And, and there they, the survey revealed that 67% of the population of Mahul was suffering from breathlessness. And uh, then a couple of NGOs in 2015 moved the National Green Tribunal. And the residents of Mahul who are affected, they were part of that petition before the NGT and the NGT passed the order. And then BMC went to high court and that's how there was a legal battle that they were fighting, which got traction. And eventually the government did not on its own decide to stop sending people to Mahul. It was the Bombay High Court's order which stayed shifting of people to Mahul. So that's how this issue in that sense became big and took took uh, limelight in the media and, and political parties started taking it seriously after the NGT order. And this, I think it's really important to point out that this 2013 KM hospital survey till today remains the only authentic medical health survey which shows that people living in Mahul are suffering from illnesses because of poor air quality. By March 2020, 854 families from Mahul had been provided alternative accommodation in other parts of Mumbai and another 2,000 families are slated to move out next. 
But as Mumbai's infrastructure expands, administrators will have to account for the PAPs. I asked Chaitanya what have been the takeaways from the horrors of Mahul. If people want to push infrastructure projects and see, you know, roads going, uh, being constructed really fast, new flyovers coming up, new bridges coming up, new parks coming up, new uh, water projects, water supply lines coming up. But there is no PAP. Eventually, if you can't shift people, you can't go ahead with the project. So the, in that sense, we are in, in a kind of a vortex kind of a situation uh, where these PAPs are eventually, if they are not taken care of, development in the city will take a big hit. So I think, you know, there has to be a more liberal uh, and more relaxed approach to PAPs. You can't have this kind of blanket policy where I say you are PAP, you go to Mahul. I say you are PAP, you go to Borai. So there has to be a choice given to people whether you want to, you have a choice, go to Mahul, you go to Mahul. If you don't want to go, then this is the cash money that we are going to give you. You can go. Other option is instead of trying to construct PAP on your own, where you know that if a PAP project is being constructed, people will cut all kinds of corners, people will use shoddy uh, material, there will be no ventilation, there will be no proper architecturally light, air will not be good because everyone knows this is a PAP project. So instead of that, BMC or government can always buy flats from the open market. Right now, real estate is slow. They can always float a tender and say that if people have existing flats that they want to sell builders and if they are fitting into our criteria of 300 square feet, 350 square feet, we can buy it and allot it. So the idea should be not to create a ghetto of PAPs. If you have PAPs across the city, then they will not be singled out and they will not have the second rate kind of lifestyle and quality of life will not be so bad. Mahul, I think, is really unique in, in the sense because, like I told you in the beginning, that historically, geographically, demographically, Mahul is unique. I don't think any, any place in Mumbai can be as bad as Mahul. Today's episode was produced by Joshua Thomas and Jairad Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts at timesinternet.in.